your paradise If you think I'm spending eternity with you Then you better think twice So much for the angels So much for Welcome to the Sydney Atheist Podcast I'm your host, Alan Conradi And on today's show, we have Blake the happy singer Jason Brown And today we're going to be talking about the Jesus All About Life campaign and censorship of dissenting views. And Kevin Rudd continuing to provide money for chaplains in the schools. You can find out more about Sydney Atheist at sydneyatheist.org. And the tales of the father are simply not true. So much for heaven and so much for you. So much for heaven. So, Jesus All About Life, the campaign has ended, but the censorship on their sites continues. Indeed it does. Maybe you want to fill in a a little bit more on uh, what the Jesus All About Life campaign actually is for our international listeners. Or even the ones at home who just (laughs) blinked and missed it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jesus All About Life was... um, uh, an idea we gave them when we started putting <laughs> billboards on buses all around the world. Um, now they, they decided that they would have a massive multimedia marketing campaign to promote Christianity by stripping all the Christianity out of it and reducing it all down to the man Jesus uh, under the, the strap line, uh, Jesus, all about life. And it started out with some bus shelter ads um, with um, banal statements like, thank you, Jesus, for birds that look like they're wearing pants and it had like a, a rainbow lorikeet there and uh, thank you Jesus for really big chairs which was just a... The one I particularly loved was a, just a little hand drawn gravestone and it said thank you Jesus for looking after my mum now that I can't. Yeah, all about life. <laughs> Lovely, yes. Yeah. Massively expensive. Massive, yeah, how much did they spend on it? Millions upon millions. Millions upon mm. millions. Stacked millions were spent on this. Um, and then there was a, a, a TVC as well, a, a television ad. Hey Jesus... Um, how are you? Yeah. Mm. Um, thanks a lot for the sunshine. But what's sunburn all about? You know, it <laughs> really. And then he said Jesus had answers at the end. And this was compared with um, banners saying Jesus all about life. And um, I found the placement of some of those banners to be quite interesting. The Jesus all about life banner in a graveyard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really so funny. And um, uh, there was also um, an information pack you could ring up for, you know um, there, there was a, a phone number, I think it's probably stopped now, but um, you could ring them up, and I, I rang them up to ask them what the phone number was for, and they says, what do you mean? And I said, I saw a banner saying Jesus is all about life, and there was this phone number on, so I rung it and I wanted to know what the phone number's for, and they says um, I don't quite know what you mean, I said, just like, why have you got this phone number? What are you doing answering the phone? And they're like, I really don't know how to answer your question. <laughs> Obviously, Jesus wasn't on the line. <laughs> I said, okay, can you tell me, um, uh, tell me what you mean by thank you, Jesus, for birds that look like they're wearing pants? And they're like, oh, well, I don't really understand that. This <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus has the answers, but our telephone operators don't. And <laughs> certainly don't. And so I says, well, can you send me an information pack? And they says, uh, yeah, okay, then. So uh, I gave them my address, and they says, have you got an email address? Would you prefer us to send it by email? But no, I wanted them to spend some money. And, uh, <laughs> and they sent me the info pack. Now, I guess we should get down to what this campaign was really supposed to be about. They claimed 
that it was just to get people talking about Jesus, that you, to raise awareness like we haven't already heard of Jesus. <laughs> Honestly, how pathetic is that? And and uh, it's based on the presumption that as long as you know about Jesus, you're going to end up following him. Yeah, yeah because exactly. it's that magic. It's because they're that cre- presumption. They're Actually, that credulous. The rest of us must be. It's worse than that because, really, from the Christian perspective, if you haven't heard about Jesus, then Possibly, you know, God will just judge you based on who you are. But if you have heard about Jesus and you don't become a Christian, then they get to send you to hell. Oh. So they're actually increasing the number of damned souls. Well, they're not, are they? Because <laughs> there's no uh, such thing as damnation. In their own <laughs> theology. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but clearly, there's no point to market this to Christians. Okay? So the only possible target market could be non-Christians, whether they call themselves atheists or not. Um, so it... I don't understand how you could describe it as anything other than a conversion campaign. Well, would it also have had a reaffirmation aspect to it? Uh, there was probably a certain amount of getting people on fire for Christ and all that, but yeah. if it was really about that, then the signs would have been on the inside of the churches. <laughs> well, there were big signs up at uh, universities, like Sydney Uni had big signs up at the colleges. Mm. Yes. Quite a lot got stolen in the Western suburbs, I heard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. There were a lot of news stories about people happened. stealing signs. Now... I don't know. Of course, they, they blamed us. It was all those nasty, God-hating atheists who, who were stealing these signs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure but it was I, I don't Muslim. know anybody who stole a sign. <laughs> I, I and, don't have a sign. And Don't, don't you? <laughs> no. And, and, and I don't know anybody who's been involved in stealing these signs. Now, what I suspect, but cannot prove... Do you know anyone who's got one in, in their house? <laughs> no, I don't know anybody who's got one in their studio in their house. Um, <laughs> because that would be illegal. So. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but I... I do wonder whether Christians might have been taking them down and saying, oh, look, we're persecuted this, don't I? I'm sure I read something, I, I think it might have been on one of the news site blogs, that there were a lot of them being taken by the Christians. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me at all, because yeah. um, it made fantastic headlines and it got them to play the persecution card again. Mm. Mm. But the point is, it was a conversion campaign, and yet they denied it. They said constantly no, denied it. With a, uh, pains to deny that it was um, uh, just an invasive proselytizing campaign um, but yet when the info pack arrived it was a, a little booklet which had a copy of uh, Mark's Gospel unusually, the translation. unusually because um, Mark's Gospel doesn't have the resurrection in the original version um, and at the back there was this kind of tract, if you imagine a Jack Chick one um, but without the pictures and it was just really really basic level kind of um, God so for a campaign that was based on the idea of asking questions and having answers for them, apparently there was a, a lot of censorship when questions were asked, especially there on was, the Facebook yeah, um, pages. Yeah, they did a bit of a, a social media campaign because, you know, they paid a new advertising agency quite a lot of money for this, so obviously social media was going to be involved. So um, a Facebook page and a Facebook group were established and a Twitter account were established. Um, so, of course, we went on to ask some questions, like you do. In pretty short order, it became clear that dissenting opinions weren't particularly welcome, and that wasn't just from the Christians also participating on the page, although obviously they don't like it. Um, the admins of the page started taking down dissenting opinions. And not just and dissenting opinions, but rational questions. Rational Anything questions, that, there yeah. was, that was not repeating the party line in echo chamber that's right and uh, eventually it got to the point of several members of the, the page being outright banned although there is still a loophole whereby someone can post a picture and the banned people can comment <laughs> so if you've been banned by Jesus all about life 
we'll post a picture for you for you to comment. I thought it was really funny how they were deleting um, our posts when we were just posting Bible verses that uh, <laughs> showed their religion to be somewhat silly. Bible verses they don't like. Yes. <laughs> um, yep. Talking donkeys. The talking donkeys went missing very quickly when I posted that. That Trick. was pretty good. <laughs> Second Kings 2.23. The appropriate punishment for calling somebody baldy. <laughs> pretty good. For those that don't know, two bears will rip them to shreds. 42 children killed by she-bears for calling a prophet bald. Um, I bet yeah. he didn't see that coming. Now, even the Christians on the page, the, the ones who were welcoming to us and rational... Um, even they were complaining about the admins. And it's also interesting to note that the, um, the campaign said all along that the moderation of the page was done by an independent agency, and they explicitly said people without religious affiliation. So this was apparently moderated by atheists, um, according to them, and yet um, all dissenting opinions or rational questions or challenging questions um, were being deleted straight away. Now, they claimed that there were thousands of or hundreds of email complaints to the campaign. And yet these complaints were not going up on the wall, okay? There were a few people saying, why are there atheists on this Christian page? But most of the Christians were really up for it and really cool. But the problem was it did look embarrassing to the campaign. Um, you know, to see so many people reacting with outrage that they'd, um, you know, put ads that are clearly targeted at children out onto to TV and on these bus shelters. So um, we set up a, a new Facebook page at facebook.com slash censored for Jesus. Um, the page <laughs> is called uh, Not Being Censored, uh, Not Being Silenced by Jesus All About Life. And uh, I'm really happy to say that a lot of the Christians have uh, come over there and there's actually some really nice discussion and it's, you know... Uh, there's occasional moments of rancor. There's, there's moments of there's moments of mockery and everything, but everybody on there understands that you know that's the way it is, and they they give as good as they get. And there's quite a, a friendly, robust atmosphere, and we've actually made friends with a couple of them. Um, and that's what I think it's all about. You know, I'd, I'd much rather see people thinking and talking than just mm. playing these stupid games of me versus you. You know, now censorship was one of the problems with the JAL page. And then there was recently an, a non-attack on the JAL page, which basically served to censor the Christians because you know it just swept through the page. I'm not sure that I, I was much of a fan of that. It really did um, sort of strip the credulity from what those of us that were trying to actually have a, a discussion well, I wasn't a massive fan of it myself, but I, I do kind of subscribe to the opinion that it was quite funny in a biblical plague kind of a way. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it was a great laugh. It was, it was, it was, it was, was good very fun. good. To, to fill in the background on that, there was apparently um, a debate. They, they called it more of a discussion, kind of a, a live chat forum type thing on, was it Tuesday night? Yeah. I think it was Tuesday night. It was night. on a status update. It was... It was not very well executed, yeah. um, but a, a thread was established. Uh, we will now talk about how the Bible will fit with science. So obviously we were quite interested in that, and those of us that uh, wished to established sock puppet accounts and went on in. And moments later, after I was demanding that the, the banned people get reinstated, uh, about 15 minutes maybe into the debate, after the pastor had maybe answered one question, Anonymous, who are no one's private army, I would like to note, uh, turned up and flooded the page 
Uh, it made debate really, really difficult, but I did get the opportunity then to go, I told you so. You really should have unbound it was everybody. Just, it was just beautiful timing, wasn't it? <laughs> it really was perfect. On, perfect timing on the, on the part of Anonymous, you know, who've got no loyalty to, to, to atheism or religion and just, you know, just... Uh, troll with impunity. But, was um, the timing of that anywhere close to the Global Atheist Convention page being taken down with denial of service? I'm not sure Anonymous were reacting particularly to that, although there was an amusing response to that in, it, in itself in that um, apparently, and I can only guess it was Christians, but you know, I've got no evidences, but uh, sites linked to March's big Global Atheist Conference in Melbourne were attacked with distributed denial of service attacks, which is where you bombard a server to such a point that it can't um, serve legitimate requests and the site goes down. So somebody attacked the the sites relating to the Atheist Foundation of Australia and and that convention. And in response, um, the AFA set up a a mass event for all the atheists in the world to pray together at exactly the same minute of the day, (laughs) thereby setting up a distributed distributed denial of service attack on God so that he could no longer answer legitimate prayers from Christians. Indeed, just after that, I noticed that God wasn't responding in any way, so I think we took him offline. He went down totally. Not a single Christian prayer was answered for a whole hour after that. It was just (laughs) absolutely beautiful. I I was praying away, so... Yeah, I, I was praying. I was praying hard. We really showed it to God that day. (laughs) Okay, so in other news, uh, Prime Minister Kevin Rudd is going to continue funding school chaplains. Yeah, today he's giving a talk, as we talk, (laughs) hopefully, um, to the Christian lobby. And he's going to state, apparently, that he will be continuing funding set up by the Howard government um, to the tune of $42.8 million for um, chaplain service. For one year, that is. I could spend $42.8 million pretty good. How many chaplains is that? Uh, Two. <laughs> it apparently has funded about two thousand seven hundred schools. Right, hang on. Can we? Have we, anybody got a calculator? Pause. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. We don't have to pause. Just get your calculator out while we're doing this. It's you can play this at home, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, forty-two point eight million divided by two thousand seven hundred. Um. I think you'll find that not all of the $42 million has been spent on those 2,000 schools. When John Howard suggested this, it was sort of a minimum wage, in fact, less than minimum wage type of job, oh, because it's not yeah, very... But it's, these, not, it's part-time. This is part-time. It's very part-time. So it's, it was something, you know, like 25000 a year or something per chaplain. For a part-time job? Something like that. I How many hours? Ex- no idea. Because that's not bad. 18 to 25, somewhere around. Well, that's, that's, exactly. that's not bad at all. They're already salaried. This is their second job. That, yeah, if yeah. Not, No, 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 you don't understand. They're not already salaried because the, the requirements for being, for being a chaplain, you don't have to be a qualified person. You just have to be <laughs> surprise, a surprise. of any sort. Sorry, what, you don't what have to be a one? priest. You don't have to be a priest. You don't have to have any sort of certification of teaching. You just have to be someone who the principal will employ in that job. But that's fantastic money. You know, if you're going to do 18 hours a week for 25 grand, chanting bullshit. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Have we, got, have we actually got some serious... I, okay, I, I think we've got uh, $15,851 per school. 15 grand. 15, almost 16 grand. So the schools I'll could do top it. that up. I can do that. I'll yeah. do it. I'll do that. I'll do it. 
I know my Bible. <laughs> yeah, you know the Bible better than me. Well, I th- I, I, <laughs> why are we? Why, why is it, why is it uh, just religious chaplaincy? Well, why not- can't we provide secular chaplaincy? Because that would be discrimination. If they gave us equality, how would they be persecuted anymore? And if they're not persecuted, how can they fulfil the word of the Lord? You're just restricting their religious freedom. Also, look up the word chaplain. <laughs> well, it you, can, you, can, you can be an atheist well, in a sexist. chapel. That's sexist for a start. You know, that's sexist now? Yeah. Okay, chaplain yeah, and or chaplainetta. Yeah, yeah. They should, they, they should, they should have chaplains and lastlins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a Leslin, yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I bow down before you. I really do. Look, the US Good military... Point. Did that tickle your punny bone? <laughs> the US military have chaplains that are of any religion or no religion, mm. but no one else does. So in Australia, you would actually have to get a principal of a school going, we need a chaplain who's not a Christian and to hire one. And well, we could try and propose it, but it's very unlikely unless no, you know a school that would do it. Yeah, no, you're allowed to have chaplains or rabbis or imams, depending upon the majority of the school community. So tyranny of the majority. Exactly. No philosophers allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody would like to apply for an atheist chaplain, <laughs> my email address is zombieallen at live.com. <laughs> might need to choose a different... Uh, I think it's perfect. Me so that's your CV email. That's <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Oh, well, it's just... Yes. We've got so off the subject. Was no. there a chance that they were going to cut that funding? Oh, they... Yes. If he hadn't said yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah we need okay. specific was, continuance. Was there, yeah. was there a, re- a realistic chance? Or was this just going to rubber stamped anyway? Are we surprised by this decision? I I don't think it was ever just going to get rubber stamped because this is a great way for K. Rudd to get brownie points. He was always going to make a big thing out of it. You know, he he loves a bit of the old Christian lobby, does K. Rudd? Yeah, but you know, he's in such a majority. This is the time when he can sort of stand up and get rid of this kind of influence and sort of. So this is what we're missing. Is you see, when Howard got in, he took great joy in dismantling everything that the Labour Party had ever achieved in Australia and the union movement had ever achieved. And we were kind of hoping, although that's really mean-spirited and not representative of the people and not even consistent with what you might do as a ruler of a country, we were kind of hoping that Kevin Rudd would do the same thing. And he hasn't. Mm. No, but he did a fine job of building on the progress that had been made by the Liberal Party while they were in power (laughs) for so many years. I mean, look at the way that he, uh, he... took down the liberal plan to censor the internet by extending it. <laughs> and of course, if you've got issues with this ridiculous spending of money, then you can contact your MP, you can write letters to, to editors, you can get your opinions out there and actually affect a change. Though I do believe we discussed this on the previous podcast that perhaps a but that was two weeks ago. Just ignore you. <laughs> but they're not all religious, you know? There are there are members of parliament out there who will uh, who will sympathise very much with our point of view. And you got uh, to remember, we should establish a list. Maybe we should find I out where they are should, and move yeah. into their constituencies, <laughs> so that we can write to them and feel really proud of ourselves. But how about this? I've got a deal for you, okay? If you're a Christian and you're listening, how about this for a deal? If you don't pray in my school, I won't think in your church. How's that? <laughs> Covers it all. <laughs> 
And sure, change might not have been affected there, but apparently there's been some change around new ideas for the Bible. This is right. I mean, this isn't a totally new idea. Thomas Jefferson, the famous American, produced the Jefferson Bible in which he went through and edited out all the supernatural bits because he didn't believe in supernatural things. He wasn't allowed to call himself an atheist at the time because that would have got him in desperate political and legal trouble. So he was called a deist. But a deist who believes in a god that's not supernatural (laughs) and therefore decides to cut out all the supernatural bits. So you can apparently get Jefferson Bibles and check them out if you're interested. But more recently, the Sojourners Society went through and cut out all the bits about helping poor people and social justice. Is so you the conservative Bible project I heard about. Okay, this is so another one. Yes. I oh, have my one? ultimate Bible would be combining both of those. <laughs> <laughs> the Jefferson and the Sojourners Bible. Can we cut out uh, <laughs> what is it, one page thing? Yeah, can we cut out all the just the boring, waffly inane parts that are just neither negative nor positive. Okay. the only bits left. Bland. So if we get rid of all of the supernatural elements, the uh, charitable bits and the inane waffle, what, One what are we, sentence? You've we're going to have a glossary? You've got the introduction and the index. <laughs> In Actually, the beginning, there was the end. <laughs> oh, I just, I, I'm not so much a capitalist as Fleur. I'd like to keep the charitable bits. Personally, I think it's quite nice to be nice to people. Um, yeah, but, but, there was, but there's more than that, of course. Yeah, because the Prime Minister, Kevin Rudd, and the leader of the opposition, Malcolm Turnbull, have got in on the act and they've endorsed the Bible Society's new Bible, the Poverty and Justice Bible. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, the Poverty and Justice Bible doesn't actually edit anything out, supposedly. What it does, it's it's the CEV version. What's that? The uh, CEV? The Christian English version? It's a new type type of translation of the Bible. time zone, isn't it? It's Central European time. (laughs) It could be. Simplified English version for people who can't spell simple? I'm not sure. (laughs) But instead of editing stuff out, they colour stuff in. So they've got coloured highlights of all the bits about social justice and treating the poor well. They must have spent a fortune on Red (laughs) Well, they spent a fortune and they want you to buy the Bibles because they're selling them. Yeah. on their website. They got the Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition to help sell the Bibles. And in his speech about this, he talked about how he was so pleased that this ended up using your preschool training in colouring in and admitted that he always used to go over the edge. Um, yeah, the, the reminds me of the Skeptics Annotated Bible, which... Uh, That's coloured in too. It's coloured in and it's got lists for all the contradictions cruelties um, uh, all sorts of stuff in absurdities stuff, there's um, an entire absurdity section which is hilarity mis- misogyny homosexuality yeah. incest yeah it's, it's got all the good bits highlighted there was another one as well Do you, uh, you, have you heard about um, I can't remember his first name thingy uh, Bodler uh, Thomas Bodler Tom, was it the Thomas Bodler the Bodlerized oh. Bible from which uh, we get our term Bodlerized which you will see in the um, heavyweight press now and again but he took the Bible and he took out all the rude bits, and he didn't so much. Aww, um, he didn't so much. Redi- he didn't color. so much redact them as just kind of rephrase them. So there was a chap who um, apparently um, came on the floor. Um, <laughs> uh, spilled his seed. Yeah. Well, no, he did not spill his seed. He frustrated his purpose. 
It's interesting. That that sounds like the diametric opposite of the uh, recently released Crumb Bible. You know, the R. Crumb illustrated book of Genesis, I think, is out now. Oh, That's the first beautiful. one Robert Crumb has beautiful. illustrated, yes. It looks very good. It looks worth a look. Oh, yes. And I... And is it, guarantee you that all of the naughty bits are there in bold colour. <laughs> is, it, is, it is it as good as the Brick Testament online, which is the Bible illustrated with scenes uh, in Lego? Lego. Uh, <laughs> which is very, very minifigs cutting off the heads of other minifigs. It's just oh, brilliant. What, what, it, what he's done apparently is made sure that all the erotic bits are very erotic and that all the violent bits are very violent and gorily illustrated and this has caused a bit of problem among some of the churches some say oh well it's accurate so it's good another gone this is horrible yeah because so there is a bit in the song of solomon where it says i press my hand against your opening and my bowels move for me or something like that <laughs> <laughs> which is clearly a reference to fisting has he drawn that <laughs> probably accurately I might, I might buy this there is something very special about fapping to the bible <laughs> <laughs> Robert Crumb is a brilliant artist, like, so it's sin, bound to be good. If you're going to sin, sin properly. You know? <laughs> and then, of course, you can find online the Lolcap Bible. Oh, yes, that's beautiful. <laughs> I can has. <laughs> With Ceiling Cat. Into the beginning, Ceiling Cat created to worlds. <laughs> <laughs> and bas- Basement Cat is Satan. It's beautiful. We should try and put links to all these on our website. The, the links will definitely the links be on the show notes, the Skeptics Annotated Bible and the Brick Testament and I'll, the Lolcap Bible. Bible. If you have the SafeEyes uh, child protection filter on your PC, you won't be able to read the Skeptic's <laughs> Annotated Bible, because um, apparently the Bible in its King James Version isn't really good for kids. And we discovered that on the Jarl campaign when we found that a grown adult... A, this is Now, this was a grown adult apparently not suffering from any kind, of, years old. any kind of mental illness or drug addiction said that he couldn't read a link from the Skeptic's Annotated Bible because it was filtered by his SafeEyes software which was um, a web filter designed for parents to give to their small children so children wouldn't accidentally come across pornography. And he'd installed this so that he wouldn't accidentally come across <laughs> pornography. Come across being the operative phrase. Uh, because, um, because coming across pornography is something that we all do accidentally. And it ruins the magazine. <laughs> accidentally the whole pornography. Um, I c- yes. Is this bad? <laughs> So thanks for listening. To- hey. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> that stays in. <laughs> oh, not in the hair. Ah, <laughs> oh, the art takes real. <laughs> oh, that's staying in. Thanks for listening to the Sydney Atheist Podcast. You can write to us at sydneyatheistpodcast at gmail dot com, and you come can- again. <laughs> Always once enough. <laughs> You can find out more about the Sydney Atheist at sydneyatheist.org. And in other news, recently a child was uh, attacked by a group of bullies for eating a salami sandwich on Ramadan. Details in the show notes. So coming up in the Sydney Atheist, we have Festivus on the 28th of December. Yeah, I can tell you a bit about that. It's going to be at Blues Point. Park, bottom of Blues Point Road, McMahon's Point, just because I wanted somewhere with a really nice view. And um, I will be organising lots of events and activities. 
Uh, we're going to have an aluminium pole or two, feats of strength. Okay, I think we need to explain (laughs) the purpose of these things. Explain what Festivus is for a start. Oh, I don't know. It's an aluminum pole. Sorry, I actually have to make a confession. I haven't seen the Seinfeld episode, so somebody has. Festivus was originated in a Seinfeld episode where George... Actually, it was originated before the Seinfeld episode. They just included it in a Seinfeld episode. I first found out about Festivus in a Seinfeld (laughs) episode where George Costanza's father uh, came up with the idea to create a festival for the rest of us, getting um, upset with how uh, Christmas was all about the religious ceremony. So uh, Festivus usually has the... Aluminium pole because tinsel aluminum. is aluminum pole. Aluminum pole because tinsel is distracting. Yes. There are feats of strength. Yes. Is there an airing of grievances? Airing of grievances. Oh, and so this year you better like come along one. with a really good grievance because I was the only one who had a good one last year. Just George Bell. No, a proper really good one. He's a grievance. Yeah, but he's a grievance all the time. Has it got to be a grievance about other people present, you know, so that we can clear them up ready for the new year? Well, it can be. It'll be a good idea. Yeah, so if I wanted to come and laugh at your earrings, I could. Or something like that. No, you do that all the time. Um, It's not something, you know. Fleur's wearing particularly sparkly leaves today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And also coming up... And also coming up on the 13th of December is our meetup. Uh, that should be the day after this comes out. So come along and listen to whoever the hell's talking. Mm, should be fun. Well, so much for heaven, so much for paradise. If you think I'm spending eternity with you, then you better think twice. So much for the angels, so much for glory. If the prophets had seen you coming, they'd have written a different story. So if you're sitting here till the end of time, sorry mate, I think I'll be off. There's a bloke in purgatory as advertised, the spare room in his rock. So much for the blessing, so much for the afterlife. Never-ending stretch of tedium and strife And the tales of the father are simply not true So much for heaven and so much for you So much for heaven 